Tiger fans, show your pride on the road by purchasing an official State of Kansas Tiger Tag. The process is quick, easy, and your $30 license plate fee will support scholarships at Fort Hayes State University. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive or contact the Alumni Association to learn more. Your car or truck isn't complete without a Fort Hayes State University Tiger Tag. Visit FHSUalumni.com slash drive today. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Big Smoke Barbecue on the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. A distinctly local take on classic American barbecue. Order online at BigSmokeHayes.com. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above plus beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine in, carry out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. And Eagle Communications, our community connected. Now, the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good Monday afternoon, and welcome in to another edition of Tiger Talk. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue at the corner of 11th and Main in Hayes. Certainly love to have you join us for lunch. If you can't make it out for lunch, you can always order online, get it to go, get it for carryout or delivery, Big Smoke Hayes. Dot com great barbecue man we walked in the door it smelled wonderful again can't wait to to sample a little bit more here after the program here at big smoke barbecue but we'd love to see you out here for the show um obviously if you can't make it we're glad to have you tuning in here today along the tiger sports network and k-a-y-s if for some reason you don't catch all of the program you can always uh, find it on hayes post we'll have it on the defend the fort podcast so you can uh, tune in that way whenever it fits your convenience certainly appreciate everybody who joins us uh, via the podcast as well um, you can participate. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, we had our first giveaway for the month of September and that one show in August for a $25 gift certificate from the folks here at Big Smoke Barbecue. So we'll start a whole new drawing at the end of this month of October. All you have to do is send us a question. It's pretty easy. Go to the Fort A. State Athletics website. That's fhsuathletics.com, and you'll see the Fans tab. I think it's over on the right side. You'll get a drop-down menu when you scroll on that, and there on the very bottom you'll see Ask the Coach. It'll send us an email. And if we use your question, you'll be in the running for that $25 gift certificate at the end of the month. Had a couple of more questions sent to us, so uh, we will get to those a little bit later on in the program. Miles Menjus, the uh, sophomore defensive end and linebacker from Central Plains High School, the Bushton native. He'll be our player guest coming a little bit later on in the show. He's got class right now, but as soon as he gets out, he'll make his way down here. It'll be fun to visit with Miles and uh, get to know him a little bit better, so you be sure you want to tune in for that a little bit later on in the program. We're now joined by the head coach of the Fort A. State Tigers, Chris Brown, and um, what's almost like felt this the same record a week ago, a little bit different in some regards, a lot the same in others. Did a lot of things well, played very, very well. We're right there in that game, but it slips away in the uh, the fourth quarter, and you lose a tough one to number 23, Nebraska Carney. Yeah, you do. It's just, you know, this conference is it's just kind of the way it is. You know, you, you make mistakes, um, and you it, it's hard to come back from those mistakes. And, uh, you know, really, really good football teams can. And, and right now, I mean, we're just a team that, that that's struggling a little bit. But, you know, I still have all the confidence in the world in these young men. And, and, and I, I, I still believe they're giving great effort. And I still think they're working very hard, you know, for us on the practice field and in the weight room and doing the things they need to. We're just not getting the ball to bounce our way. And, uh, you know, just a few too many mistakes. But, no, I'm, I'm still proud of them. And they're still working hard. And, and that's, all, that's all I can ask for. Well, we talked about it on the broadcast Saturday night. You're going to see that final score if you weren't following the game and think, wow, is this – Four days wasn't in it, and so far from the truth. I mean, you were right there in it, and, and, and a lot. Of, I mean, 
defensively, I don't think anybody, well, no one has defended them as well as you did. You really took away a tremendous rushing attack and really, other than a couple of series, and you talked about it last week, they're going to make plays. T.J. Davis is too good to, to hold him in check all day, but you probably held him in check as well as anybody has in, in quite some time. You did so many things well, and, and, and it really through these first five games, you look at your team, and if you're watching the game, you can see you match up with everybody. I mean, physically and, and, and talent-wise and everything, but it's, it's those little things. Put them all together, and right now the little things seem to be killing you guys. They are, and it's those little things that we you know continually talk about with our young men, you know, turn the ball over, create some turnovers, don't give up big plays on defense, um, you know, making making tackles or missing tackles, uh, missing a block or a uh, stupid penalty here and there. And, you know, all those things add up in, in a football game. And uh, you know, I hate saying it's because of our youth, but we are a pretty young young team right now. But our older guys need to step up and teach those guys how to how to do it, you know. And uh, we're just not getting that right now. But we're in every one of these games. I mean, sometimes the score doesn't show it, but I feel like, you know, if, without the turnovers and some of those things, heck, right now we could be sitting 5-0. and and, uh, you know, and with our defense, the way they've been playing as well, and, and sometimes giving up some of those big plays, we could be doing that as well. But, man, it's, all these games are winnable games, and, uh, you know, we still got six more left, and I still believe in these kids, and I believe they can win all six of them if they wanted to. You know, you look at this game, and, and it, it got away in the fourth quarter, but you could probably go back to the first half, and you were down 14-7, to seven and, and you had to feel like you could have easily had the lead. A lot of points left out there in the field in that first half. Yeah, they were. You know, we just we moved the ball, and all of a sudden we have some mistake, you know, and, you know, right there before the half, we threw an interception that gave them, you know, gave them the lead, and, uh, you know, we're, we're right in it. and But we still go down and had an opportunity to kick a field goal and uh, got iced, and it was right down the middle, and then, you know, got the timeout again, and then oh, you got a freshman kicker who's really thinking about it. Um, it was still very, very close. It's really hard to tell, you know, if, whether it was in or out. But officials called it out, so we, you know, went to the locker room and we were we were down. But still, we had the opportunity to win that ball game, and I think our kids still came out and fought. But there comes a point in that game where, you know, they're going to control the clock, and uh, you know, we were down 14, and we. We went forward and fourth and long, and, and we didn't get it. And that's just a decision that we had to make because I know once they get the ball, they're going to control it, run the clock down, and we got to take every advantage of every opportunity we had. Yeah, you mentioned that field goal. Manny was adamant that he made it, and they have the shorter uprights. If that game would have been in Hayes, we probably have a definite – we know because of the, the higher uprights. And, and there's a few – I think Northwest has the smaller uprights. And I'm kind of surprised for college football they don't have the, the taller ones because most of the time, unless it's a deep, deep kick from 50 or 55 or beyond, they're going to cr- be higher than the uprights. And that was that was close. It, w- it was unfortunate, but that was a big big momentum swing not getting those three points. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, it just kind of deflates you a little bit. But you, you can't let those things deflate you. I mean, it's it, the game of football is full of adversity every single play, right? And uh, it's how you handle that adversity is, is going to kind of determine the outcome. And uh, we just got to start handling it a little bit better and believe in ourselves, play with some confidence, and, and know we're a good football team because I know we're a good football team. We just got to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, and we're talking about handling adversity, and that seems to be something that uh, we saw it last year. We're seeing it again this year uh, that, that it doesn't do well because even, even the missed field goal, you guys came out and they got the ball at the 50, and you forced them three and out. It seemed like you overcame that, but that missed extra point after you went in for a potential tying score. You got the touchdown seemed like after the extra point, it was just – you could just feel the air being sucked out of you. And there was a lot of football still to be played. There is. It's just – I don't know. It's just – I don't know what, what how to get that across to our kids. That There's still a lot of game to play here. That's one point. We'll get that one point back either with the field goal or go for a two-point conversion whenever we need to. But those are just little things that we can't, we got to quit letting deflate us. And, and I don't know. We just, we just kind of fall apart when those things happen. And we got to find a way to keep it together and – and keep playing hard and, and, and go make the plays when, when we're called to. Chance Fuller back at quarterback. He made the start, first time he's played since the Northwest Missouri State game. Then, he, I mean, he took some hits, and he was obviously favoring his shoulder there at the very end. Any update on him and, and how he's doing? He's at the doctor today, so we'll find out later on this afternoon. Hopefully everything's good to go there. But, you know, again, it's the safety of the young man, and, and hopefully he's he's healthy and he's ready to go. But, you know, i got to listen to the doc and what he says because I don't want to put a kid out there and, and hurt, hurt him any more than what he is. But he's a tough kid. I mean, he'll 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 take a shot and get right back up. It doesn't matter how bad it hurts. He'll, he'll continue to try to play. And even if he does say he can't play, he's going to want to play anyway. That's just the way chance is. 
Well, it obviously gave the offense a, a pep talk or a, a, a something, a lift in their step. You scored on the first possession for the first time all season and a very impressive drive to start the game. And you you could see with him out there, uh, just his veteran leadership, sixth year in the program, uh, he brought something those young guys are still learning to do. And that was a pretty impressive drive to start the ball game. Yeah, it was. It was tremendous. And that's something that we do more of. And, uh, and then off of that, just being more consistent doing that is something that, you know, we're not very consistent and, and continue to, have long drives and, and make big plays and you know do our job every single time and uh, the consistency right now has been been the big part on offense it's just you know be, do think consistently well and great things will happen it's always one or two guys not doing their job and and that costs us but that was a great drive, drive going down uh, some third down conversions as well which were which were huge for us and you know some young guys got in there made some plays in that drive as well that you know, you can see the future mm-hmm. of Tiger football right there with some of those guys, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited about that. No Hunter Budkey in this one. He was in street clothes. You had to go with a couple of young tight ends. And uh, Leighton Cure, and we talked about it, the Northwest game, he dropped that touchdown pass. But you can see he's moved past that, and he made some, I thought, some incredible catches in which he knew he was going to take contact. He held on to it too specifically where he took a big-time hit, held on to the ball. He, you know, he's found the end zone. Um, you can just continue to see him and, and, and Kale Cormany, the, the freshman out of Colorado Springs, had a, had a good game as well. And you used them with that fourth down play to, to run it. Um, two two guys who really stepped up to the task without the All-American out there. They really did. And, you know, we've been counting on them you know, to do that all year long. And it just – you know, their time came, and I was like, you should be excited for this. Don't be nervous. Just enjoy this moment. It's a great opportunity to go show your skills and what you can get done, and, uh, you know, they did that. And I'm very proud of both of them, and they played very well. And, you know, it was late, and we really focused on that in practice was see the ball all the way to your hands. You know you're going to get hit. You're big enough to handle the hit and catch the ball. And, you know, he did it mm-hmm. a number of times. And, uh, you know, Kel did a good job, too, coming in and doing some things for us offensively. Well, it's going to be fun to watch those two grow, the the future of that tight end position. That's a position you guys really utilize a lot. I mean, your tight ends generally catch a lot of passes and, and probably compared to all the other tight ends in the MIAA, at the top or very near the top every year in receptions, you really utilize them a lot in your pass game. Yeah, when the head coach coaches that position, they better get oh, some touches. Gee, you know, so maybe that's maybe that's no. No, but Coach Bryant does a good job of keeping those guys involved. You know, our backs stay pretty much involved in our pass game. And, you know, we try to spread the ball around as much as we possibly can. But, you know, just got to keep those tight ends open and keep them, you know, run downfield. And, and then you can do a lot of different things off of it with, you know, trick plays and things like that and making them think you're running the ball and stutter and go vertical or, you know, screen and goes and things like that. So our, our tight ends are very involved in our offense and what we do. And, you know, they're very imbo- involved in our in our run game as well. So there's a lot for those guys to learn. And, uh, you know, it takes a, a special guy to do it because you got to be able to run, you got to be able to block, and you got to be able to catch. And, you know, all those guys can do that right now. Jaquan had a, was having a good game, and he, he went down twice. Uh, looked like different legs. And any update on how he's doing? Because uh, he was he was battling out there. He sounds like he's fine. Okay, uh, been with Nate yesterday, and, and and then today as well. So it sounds like he's good to go. And just a few bumps and bruises, you know, banged up a little bit. But it's you know we're five games in, and <laughs> you're going to have those things yeah. right now. So it's just. One of those things is that, that part of the season, there's going to be some things that you have to fight through and deal with. You just got to get your treatment and take care of it and take care of your body and, you know, then be ready to play on, on Saturday. And But you still got to practice. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys you know, sometimes think they got these little injuries that, that need a whole amount of practice. But you got to practice to be ready to go on Saturday, and I think he's a kid that will do that. Yeah, Senatuli Tehama back at center. What did that mean? Because it just felt like the offense, and, and that's no knock on the other guys, but I mean, you just tell he's been a, he's a veteran. He's been through it before. It's just his body is, is bigger. Uh, what did that mean offensively? Because I uh, felt the offensive line did a pretty good job most of the night. I think it's just the communication part of it. He's he's a vocal guy. You know, sometimes those young guys get in there, and they're pretty, they're, <laughs> they say it, but just not loud enough, and guys can't hear it, but just – you know, his athleticism and the way he's able to move people and, you know, just his communication skills are tremendous. And, you know, having him back in the lineup really helps us out. Well, the Tigers come up short, unfortunately, 38-20 to 20 in a game that was obviously a lot closer than that final score indicated. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Fort A. State has Washburn coming up for homecoming this Saturday night, a team that's kind of reeling right now as well. So uh, could be an interesting game Saturday at Lewis Field for homecoming with the 7 o'clock kick. Tiger Talk is brought to you today by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, and compassion all right here. Hayes Meds Orthopedic Institute, they're the official team physicians for four-day state athletics we will take a break be back with more we're live at big smoke barbecue at 11th and main and hayes it's tiger talk on the tiger sports network built by pwc 
People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. You love living and working in Western Kansas, and so does the ever-growing team of specialists at Hayes Med. We take pride in helping people and communities thrive. Hayes Med is one of the best hospitals in America for patient experience and a top 20 rural hospital nationally. With our high patient satisfaction ratings and award-winning care, Hayes Med is your destination for rural health because here we specialize in you. Learn more at HayesMed.com. Combos, specialties, quesadillas, nachos, enchiladas, tacos, kids' meals, burritos, sweets, sancho salads, and side orders. Plenty of stuff for you to take advantage of at the taco shop. You can also pick from this month's specials. The pork quesadilla, $4.19, Sanchez, $3.79, and the chicken soft taco, $1.99. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street, or order through the app. Come on down to the taco shop. Bringard Harris CPAs in Hazen Garden City serve clients of all sizes. Our staff has enjoyed meeting many new clients in recent years. That's right. Our firm is growing because new clients appreciate the level of attention we provide. We work to understand the tax, accounting, and business problems faced by clients, and our experience allows us to find effective and efficient solutions. If you are stressed about tax, accounting, or business problems, come talk to us. Bringard Harris CPAs. We can help. We do that. Empty backfield for Fuller. Time in the pocket. Throws across the middle. He's got a man. It's caught by Cure. He's inside the five and the tight end down to the Loper two-yard line. It'll be a first and goal. And that was on that first possession for Fort A. State, which included a fourth down conversion. And uh, the Tigers went on to score. First time, uh, in fact, I think we'll hear the touchdown from Adrian. First time all year Fort A. State has scored in their opening possession. And, and I know we talked about it in a pregame show um, how the first quarter could be key because you have struggled in the first quarter and in on your first several possessions, and Carney's jumped out on people. Uh, they, they, they've dominated the first quarter, and it was 7-7, and both got a score on their first possession, but then it kind of settled in and became a really defensive battle for that ball game. Yeah, it was. You know, our defense, you know, it's just getting used to his speed yeah. and, and getting used to that option and, how they do their play actions as well is very tough. You know, sometimes he'll just step up in the hole and he'll drop back and throw one deep. And it's, you know, it takes a lot of discipline, you know, on a defense um, to, to do the things that, that our defense did. And, you know, I'm very proud of them. I thought they played really hard. And, you know, we gave up a few plays here and there. But as T.J. Davis, he's going to make some plays and make some things happen. But he is a tremendous athlete. Boy, he is. And, and, and he's thrown the ball so much better. And, and he got burned a couple of times. And, and I think that's what makes it so difficult to defend they had a couple of big pass plays but you're so concerned about the run and he waits to the last minute and boy you 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 you, you read it wrong you play it wrong you get sucked to the eyes in the backfield and lose your man it, it can be trouble because he he throws it so much better that happened a few times yeah he did you know he does a good job with it just being able to step into the pocket like he's running and just not, somehow he's able just to finagle enough just to get a little space to, to, to make those throws and you know he did it quite a few times to us and uh you know, the receivers do a good job, too, of stock blocking, act like they're going to block you, and then just release down the field, and that's how they get their big plays. But, no, he's a tremendous player, and, you know, Carney's a good football team. They're a really good football they got skill across the board everywhere, but uh, so do we. I mean, we were right in it, had opportunities to, to make plays, and, and had an opportunity to win the ball game, but we just didn't get it done. Well, we've talked about the youth on defense. After that opening drive in which they scored, you forced them to punt on six out of the next seven possessions going deep into the third quarter. And the one they didn't was after the interception. That was obviously a key play. Um, you had time to maybe to drive it down and score and, and ha- had the bad pass play. They pick it off, run it down to the six, and get that touchdown right before halftime. That was obviously a huge momentum swing in the football game. It is, and it's just something that, you know, we can't have. It's just, you know, a couple guys on the wrong page at the wrong time and, uh, you know, not running the correct route or, and then trying to force things. And then there was some pressure in our face as well instead of just – 
you know, throw the ball away, give us a chance to, to play another down. And, you know, we just didn't do that or run the right route and we'll throw you open and, and, and it's a big play for us down the field and hopefully we'll get some points before the half. And then the, the, the run before or earlier in the half, right at the, inside the, the – um inside the red zone, I guess, inside the five when the ball got tipped up and they picked it out. You didn't allow them to score off of that. But uh, some of the turnovers, you had three interceptions in this game. You had the five fumbles the week before. It's the turnovers in the red zone. It's where they're happening. It makes it, and in that situation, that pick before halftime, deep in their territory, I mean, it's like at the worst possible places you could be doing this. It is. It's so frustrating to have those things happen, you know, especially inside the red zone. I don't know how many you've had inside the red zone mm-hmm. right now. If we just turn those into points, I mean, these, these games are totally different ball games. And, uh, you know, those are just things we we got to do a better job of taking care of the ball. And uh, the other one in the end zone seemed like it bounced right off Adrian's <laughs> head, and usually that thing goes right or left, but yeah. that thing went straight up in the air. And how often do you see that really truly happen? And uh, you know they, they got the pick, but you know our defense did a good job holding them out. Yep, well, the Tigers certainly put up a good fight in that contest and uh, come up a, a little bit short in the ball game, losing to the uh, the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney. And then it just felt like once they got got some of that momentum going, it, it was difficult. But, uh, again, you were right there. You are down eight, and, and, and they got that score to increase the lead on and that possession. And unfortunate because it looked like you had them stop. You had them in third and long, third and 20, and get called for the um, – I guess encroachment, uh, lining up in the neutral zone, whatever they call. We didn't see the flag initially after the the great play by uh, Jackson Trotter, but that was obviously a huge penalty at the at the wrong time because you have them off the field and and you're still only down one possession at that point if you don't have the penalty and then they make a great catch to, to keep that drive alive and eventually get the touchdown. Yep, they did, and it's just those stupid little things that keep costing us right now, whether it's a turnover, whether it's a penalty. Um, whatever it might be, and we seem like we always make a great play when we get some penalty or something that ha- something happens. But uh, those are just things we just got to eliminate. But again, you know, we're learning, we're getting better. Um, a lot of these guys didn't play for us last year. Um, a lot of them are very young, and but they're they're a very talented group. Once they kind of mature and grow and understand the real true game of college football, and this, this is going to be a very very good group. Well. Talk about Jeremiah Jackson Trotter. He had that penalty, but he had another good game. Uh, you're starting to see him figure things out. And, and that defensive line, and we talked about it a little bit last week, and we mentioned on the broadcast, I mean, you're going with three DNs a lot of times for that front four, but it's been very effective. They've been getting after it. Just their, their speed and their quickness, right? And they, and they play really, really hard. And that's half the battle right there, just finding kids that play really hard continuously for four quarters. And, and those three guys have been doing that. So uh, how can you take them off the field? They're quick. They're agile. They can run things down. Uh, they can make guards, tackles, centers miss, you know, just because they're so slippery and strong. And, uh, you know, the, the, those, that D-line's done a great job, and they've gotten better each week. And, you know, Coach Hickel's done a great job with those kids. You know, you talked after the game in your postgame show about leadership and kids stepping up, and obviously this is a crucial time with, you know, the the record the way it is and the, the point of the season. Um, I, I, I know you're trying to, to find the buttons, push the right buttons, but but are, are you seeing things from, from folks? And, and it's always tough when you have so many young kids, and sometimes it's just – it's not their time, and it's not easy to be to be a leader when you're a, a redshirt freshman or a sophomore. And you got all those guys ahead of you, but um, that's such a key component in, in all of this. And again, it just seems to be something everybody, everybody's searching for. It is, and it's and to me, but it's it's me, right? Mm-hmm. And my thinking, not, it, to me, it doesn't matter if you're a redshirt freshman, freshman, sophomore. If you're a leader, you're a leader, and and you, if you, if you feel like you need to lead, go lead, and I'm okay with that. And you know, some people may not agree with that. Well, it's not his time yet; he's too young. But if a kid's a true leader and he's doing things the right way, and he's working hard, and he's making plays, and doing the things you ask him to do, why not let him lead? So, I'm okay with him doing it. You know, if if seniors aren't doing it, then if it's sophomore or freshman want to step up and do it, let's do it. So, that's what we're looking for: just some guys to step up and make sure guys are holding each other accountable and doing things the right way. And, uh, you know, Miles is one of those kids. He'll hold everybody accountable. It doesn't matter if it's his best friend or not. <laughs> if they're doing things the wrong way, he's going he's gonna to get after him. And, and if he's doing his things, if he's doing something wrong, he's going to get after himself. He's just one of those kids. Well, we'll have Miles on here in a little bit. Miles Ben just joining us. He'll be our, our player guest. Uh, Manny Ramsey had another big game, over 100 yards, but he just continues to, to move up the uh, – the, the list is ninth 100-yard game. He's tied with Lane Bieberle for the school record for 100-yard receivings games. Um, 
156 catches now. He's uh, six away from moving in the fifth place there. He's fourth in total yards. Uh, when it's all said and done, he's going to go down as one of the all-time great receivers. He made some big catches and kind of helped you try to get 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 a couple of scores in there uh, in that ball game. He just finds a way to get open. You know, he runs really good rounds. Um, he's pretty smooth through his routes as well, but he has really, really good hands, and he finds a way to – to find the hole to get open. And, uh, you know, he does some really good things for us, and he gets really good yards after the catch, That's... which is impressive. So, uh, you know, he breaks some tackles here and there. I'm ready to see him break a long one. Yeah. You know, and I think that's about to come. But he just needs, he continues to get better each week. And, uh, you know, he had some injuries last year that kind of held him back a little bit. But you can tell he's getting back to his old self right now. Well, and I like him. He's fearless. He will – and we – Saw it with Leighton Cure, the tight end. I mean, not afraid to go across the middle, knowing there's going to be contact and almost relishing that. Uh, saw him do it again on, on Saturday. And that's not easy to do, and you don't, not every receiver is built that way. No, they're not. But you know, it's, it's, it's part of the game, and that's, that's the cool thing about, you know, some of these guys that they like the contact. You know, they like mm-hmm. to go across the middle and catch that ball and, and get some of that contact. And the, the, those are your really good football players because those are the guys that's usually going to make the big plays when you need to mate as well. So, uh, but no, it's it's it is kind of scary. But I remember being of safety. I love those guys coming across the middle. I was like, and I tried to make sure they never wanted to come across again. But some guys just have that mentality. You know, you're going to get hit anyway. So you might as well catch the ball. Well, we'll let you step aside here for just a little bit. We're going to bring in our player guest. It's going to be fun to visit with Miles Menjus, uh, and we'll remind you that uh, Tiger Talk is brought to you by Adams Brown. Going above and beyond for you, Adams Brown, Strategic Allies and CPAs. We're getting live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 11th and Main in Hayes, your home for Tiger Talk. We'll talk with our player guest, Miles Menjus, will join us after the break. You're listening to Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Parts, accessories, cleaners, batteries. The know-how guys at Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes or local Napa Auto Parts stores have it all. Detailing products from cleaners and waxes to brushes and protectants to help keep your vehicle looking new. Batteries for the boat, for the lawn and garden items, and for the ATV. Keeping you running, keeping it clean. From oils and parts to filters and tools. Gibbs Auto Supply, your local Napa Auto Parts stores and Hayes has it. Napa know-how. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. At BTI, we pride ourselves on providing quality John Deere equipment and customer support. Since 1944, BTI has been serving farmers and commercial operators with mowers, tractors, and compact construction equipment at an affordable price. As a leader in the ag industry, BTI offers complete technology solutions so our farmers can help keep America running. Experience the BTI difference for yourself. Call on BTI. Our family in partnership with your family. Dawson Brown in as a wide receiver, two tight ends set with Cure and Carmody. No Bunky so far. Fuller back in, hands it to Soto. He dives across the goal line. Touchdown, Fort A. State. A one-yard touchdown run by Adrian Soto. And for the first time all season, Fort A. State scores on their opening possession, and they lead the Lopers 6-0 with 8.47 to go in the first. That was that opening drive. Adrian Soto getting the touchdown for Fort A. State Saturday in Kearney. Tiger Talk brought to you by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Your life has a story, and Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis wants to get to know that story. It's banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Again, we're live at uh, Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and uh, Main in Hayes. They've got their own dry rub. You can choose your... 
sauces, whether it's Carolina, KC, Texas barbecue, they've got the sauce for you. Uh, lunch and dinner, 11.08, Monday through Saturday. And, of course, don't forget, it's the old soda shop building, so you can still get those malts and shakes and all those great soda shop uh, ideas as well at the bar here at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main in Hayes. Time now for our player guest segment. We're visiting with Miles Menges, a member of the Fort Hayes State uh, football team, a I guess we'll call you defensive end now, former yep. linebacker, yep. now you're defensive end. I guess we'll, we'll start with that right there. Um, uh, tell us about the transition and, and, and how it's gone. I mean, obviously when you came here, you were, you had an outstanding season, an honorable mention all-MIAA linebacker last year, and now uh, in the offseason moved to the defensive end. Uh, tell us about the move and how it's going so far. Yes, sir. So uh, in the spring – they moved me from linebacker to the end, and at first it was, I was, I was shaky. You know, I was getting pushed around. You know, not, not built for the trenches quite yet. But uh, Coach Hickle, Coach Harris, they've, they've worked really well with me. So, getting me prepared, which for the games and everything. So, yep. Obviously, there was a need there at that position, the defensive line, with uh, some, some losses from the season before. Um, do, uh, are you at a comfort level yet? I'm sure oh, yeah. you're still learning, oh, yeah. but but are you liking yep. it? Yep, yep, I love it, especially with Coach Hickle there. No, I, I wouldn't want to play for anybody else at the position. So, what's the difference? Obviously, linebacker, you're you're on your feet, and then defensive end, mm-hmm. you usually got a hand in the ground. What's what, what's the difference? I'd say the main difference is uh, getting your reads. So uh, at linebacker, you you've got to read the whole line, and uh, D end, you got to read just that just that tackle that's right in front of you. Where where is he stepping? Where is he kicking or what? But, uh, yeah, linebacker, you definitely have to read a lot more. So, yep, get your run pass. It, and it was obviously a challenge. We, we talked about it with Coach T.J. Davis is such a, a unique and special player. I mean, he, he's obviously was a runner-up for the Harlan Hill last year, the Division Two Heisman Trophy Award. What were the challenges going into the game Saturday facing a guy like mm-hmm. him? Stay disciplined, you know. Get your read make sure, like, he hands the ball off that's that's worry about the uh, the pull later you know so uh just stay disciplined in your keys and it seemed like you guys did a good job i mean you held them way below their rushing average and they had a couple of possessions they had some plays and then coach had mentioned they're going to have that they're just too good but i mean i think you defended them about as well as anybody had to be pleased with how the defense approached that game and how they executed yes sir just like uh coach said after the game like we're a young disciplined defensive team like it, and we're only going to continue to grow, you know. But, yeah, I, I think we played very well. It's been interesting, and, and we chatted with Coach a little bit ago. seen a lot of you, Gavin Hazelhorst, Jeremiah Jackson-Trotter, three defensive ends yep. by, by position, I guess, uh, all in there on that defensive yep. line. And, and uh, I mean, you're, you're a tall guy, and, and I mean – Jeremiah looks like he could be playing on the basketball oh, team. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then the, the quickness and athleticism of Gavin. It's, it's become a pretty good combination with the three DNs there on it the has. defensive front four. That's that's a scary package. When when we're able to get in those situations and when we win first and second down and we're able to play in that jet personnel, it's, it's fun. We're a little bit past the bottom of the hour visiting with Miles Menges, our player guest here on Tiger Talk. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Whether it's beer, wine, or spirits, pick up a winner at either of the two convenient Kaiser Liquor locations in Hayes. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. Tiger Talk brought to you by the Taco Shop. Dine-in, carry-out, or fast delivery. The Taco Shop. You've never had it so good. We're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main and Hayes, visiting with Fort A. State uh, redshirt sophomore defensive end Miles Menges, um, third year w- w- with the program. And, and you touched on Coach Hickel. Um, Coach Ike had been such a mainstay and had a great opportunity to go to, to Division One, and, and Coach Hickel, who had great success at, at Hayes High as their defensive coordinator, um, just talk about playing for him. I know he's intense, different than Ike, but still a yeah, lot of similarities yeah. there. But I mean, oh, yeah. everyone we've talked to has just have really loved it. He's been a great addition to the coaching staff. Yes, hundred percent. He is a player's coach for sure, and uh, that's why we all love him. You know, like there's dudes that before the season they're like, "Oh, this is probably my last year," but now, like with Hickel, 
here. They want to they want to continue to come back, so they want to play for Hickel. And having a guy who, I mean, he played here, he had great success here, and in a lot of ways, it's like you know, he didn't make the move to the defensive line position, yeah. but he was a linebacker here. That I mean, he was a one of the, a long line line of many. I'm sure there's a little bit of a connection there because in a lot of ways, you're similar. You come oh, yeah. from this, played for yep. the same school, and then I'm sure you heard about him yep. when you were a, a, a little kid. That's got to make it even a little more Definitely. special. Oh yeah, there's a lot of stories of Coach Hickel and <laughs> Leighton Hickel back home so yeah um talk about this defense as a whole and you mentioned it it's young but five games in now i'm sure and you guys and, and the coaching staff aren't using that for in an excuse but it seems like every week we see you guys grow up and just make a few more plays and and maybe the confidence factor maybe being the mm-hmm. biggest part of it i mean are, are you sensing that oh, yeah. with, with with this group because it yep. seems like every week you take a yep. another step forward and that's that's our goal every week to go get that much better one percent better every single week washburn coming up it, it, it's homecoming it, it, it's a night game it's another rivalry game um Talk about about the Ichabods. I know you're still game planning and seeing them. They've, they've thrown the ball a lot this year. Mm-hmm. They've got a really good quarterback mm-hmm. once again. Uh, just the challenges you've seen here early in the week preparing for Washburn. No, yeah, they they're going to be a very good team. They're disciplined. They're uh, they're always a good team, you know. And it's going to be a good rivalry with uh, Oktoberfest and homecoming. So it'll be fun. I've lost last two games with them have gone to overtime. It seems like here lately, it's down to the wire, yep. and for whatever reason, Forty State hasn't maybe played their best against Washburn. What has to happen this go-around to play better and to find a way to beat these guys? Hold on to the ball. Stay <laughs> disciplined. we got to create some turnovers. So, yep. Just going to ask you about that. that. That seems an element the last few years that has been missing from maybe some of the defenses in the past. I don't know if it's the youth or what, physical play, but it seems like you haven't created the turnovers like yep. I know the coaching staff wants. Yeah, no, that's definitely a downfall from us, so uh, we need to – we need to get on that. We're visiting with Miles Menges, Tiger, a sophomore defensive end. Um, we mentioned you you went to Central Plains. Uh, uh, great football tradition, uh, same high school uh, as Coach Hickel. Uh, just talk about that. I know you won a, senior, uh, a state championship there, and you're always competing for them. I oh, mean, yeah. that, that's you know an eight-man power in high school football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an awesome high school. I wouldn't want to go anywhere else, but, uh, yeah, Coach Steiner – that whole coaching staff was just phenomenal. They prepared prepared me well. You played quarterback in high school. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're a big guy. What, what was that like? It was fun. <laughs> I loved it. You know. Did you get to throw a lot, or did they make oh, you yeah. run most of the time? No, it was it was balanced. It was very well balanced. So, so have you ever gone to coach and said, "Hey, I have. Give, give yeah. me a shot. I mean, we're going to throw them off. Give me a shot." Well, yeah, I I think I'm about. Six-string quarterback so, right now with Coach Zoda. So, well, let's hope we never get there. But it's good to know that deep. If, if it comes up, boy, we got we got a guy uh, who can who could come in and, and help help fill fill that role. Um, you're 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 only a sophomore. It's your third year in the program. Yet we feel like you've been here a long time, mm-hmm. and we've talked a lot about leadership and and, and trying to find people to step up and you seem to be one of those guys i mean even though you're younger do you feel like you're still one of the leaders on the defensive side of the ball i do yeah but i definitely know i can improve with my leadership skills you know whether that's being a leader on more like the offensive side of the ball like encouraging those guys or uh just outside of the field and and football is such a unique game because you're all a team but yet there's an offense there's a defense and very rarely do the lines cross you play offense or play defense when you, when you get to this level i'm sure naturally there's got to be a frustration level if the offense isn't playing as well as you maybe feel they should i'm sure it's vice versa if the defense mm-hmm. um how do you guys fight to avoid ha- a split between the two units and still remember we're one team we're four day state we're a big uh, unit yeah it's it's tough at times i mean but you're like you said you're a team together like uh you can't you can't split up that's where things start to go downhill so uh you definitely got to stay there encourage each other stay on top of it you know and even though this team obviously one and four not the start anybody envisioned or wanted you feel everybody's still there and 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 battling to the end because you look at the schedule and there's some tough games obviously but so far every game you've played you you can see that you guys match up and, oh, yeah. and just 
clean up the mistakes. You got mm-hmm. a chance to win win every game you play the rest of the year. Yes, hundred percent, we do. We got six games left, but it's one game at a time. Just how much better can we get one game at a time? All right, sounds good, Miles. We uh, appreciate the visit. Good to get to know you, and uh, it's been fun watching you make that transition to the defensive end. It's been really fun watching the the young defense grow week in and week out, and we really appreciate you stopping by awesome. here after class today and join us for the program. Sweet, thank you for having me. You bet. That's Miles Benjus, uh, Central Plains Oiler. He's a defensive end, redshirt sophomore, and our player guest today here on Tiger Talk. The program brought to you by BTI. They are your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. We'll take another break. Coach Brown will join us. We'll get to some of those questions, and you can still send us one. All you have to do is go to the four-day state athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Go over to the fans. You'll see the drop-down menu there on the bottom. You'll see Ask the Coach. Submit it. Again, if we use the question, you'll be in the running for a $25 gift certificate from Big Smoke Barbecue. More on the other side of the break. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Vision, value, integrity. Being a part of a sports team means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You are a member of a team. What you do on and off the field adds value. When you suit up and give it your all, you walk off that field with a sense of integrity. You see, many of the folks at Commercial Builders were athletes too, and they've built their company around those principles. Commercial Builders, vision, value, and integrity in your construction solutions. October is National Cooperative Month. Midwest Energy is a customer-owned cooperative, meaning everyone who takes service is a part owner. You vote to choose your board of directors, and you share in the economic success of the co-op. Like all co-ops, Midwest Energy promotes growth in our communities through employee involvement, by supporting schools, and through the Midwest Community Fund. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Third down and 12 for Nebraska Carney. They're one for six today. Davis, a quarterback draw, goes down. Back at the 29-yard line. Gavin Hazelhorst. Yeah, it was a uh, good stop there for Fort A. State uh, as they unfortunately come up short to the Lopers on Saturday night, 38-20. to They'll be back at home this Saturday, homecoming with the Washburn Ichabods, and we'll have a we'll preview them a little bit later on. That'll be a 7 o'clock kick. We'll be on the air at 6 with our Auto World pregame show coverage. Again, we're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main and Hayes, Big Smoke Hayes. Dot com. You can use the website and order to, for carry-out or delivery or just to go. Uh, of course, they have their own dry rub. You can choose from your sauces. And we're at the old soda shop building, so you can still get the malts, the shakes, and all those great things here at Big Smoke Barbecue at the corner of 8th and Main in Hayes. We'll be sampling some more here in just a little bit when we're done with the program. Again, uh, we appreciate the uh, audience participation. We've had a couple of questions sent in to us, and again, you can do that anytime. FHSUathletics.com. Click on Fans. Ver at the bottom of the drop-down, you'll see Ask the Coach, and if we use the question, you'll be in the running for a $25 gift certificate from here at Big Smoke Barbecue. We did get one last week. I did not catch it during the show, and it was a concern T.J. Davis. And they're wondering, did Fort A. State recruit him? I know he's a Colorado Sp- Springs guy was were there a lot of MIAA schools on him or did Carney kind of sneak everybody out on that one? Yeah, he, you know we all recruited him pretty well, but they did a good job of, of getting him there and, and selling him on their program. But uh, you know he is a good football player. And I wish we could have got him as yep. well, but 
you know, we we got some pretty good quarterbacks too. Just they don't have probably the the feet that he has. But he's he's a good player, and uh, you know we did recruit him, and uh, he just unfortunately went to to, well, to Carney. You can make the argument nobody in the conference quarterbacks have yeah. the feet he has. No, and and a lot of times, and you get into recruiting, it's it's not always you know one is the school the right fit, and the academics plays into it. But their style, I mean, uh, they run a little bit different, more. In some ways, and I would compare it a little bit to what you see from Air Force, Army and Navy a little bit, the triple option and variances of it, uh, his style of play probably fits what they do maybe better than other places around the conference, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you know, when you look back at us, we had Travion Albert who mm-hmm. just, I mean, we sometimes you just got to make your offense built around that quarterback and, and what they can do. So, uh, and they do have a good good offense for, for, for what he does. I mean, I think he carried the ball 26 times mm-hmm. in that game. and. That's a lot for a quarterback, and the thing he's added to his game was, you know, he used to just kind of make people miss, but now he's added the physicality yeah. to it as well because now you think he's going to make you miss, and he'll run you right over, which is very impressive by him as well. And, you know, he stays healthy, and he doesn't take the big hit, and uh, I don't know. He just he's something special now. Yeah, he's got that knack to avoid the big hit. And it'll be interesting to see if Carney, I'm sure they'll have to adjust a little bit with life after TJ Davis. Hopefully after this year. He's listed as a senior, but he does have a option for a COVID year to to return next year. The MIAA crossing his fingers, he opts not to. Uh, let's go to some of the questions uh, that uh, the, some of the folks have sent in. Um, an interesting one here. Other than football, have you coached any other sports? Uh, yeah, when I was a high school coach, I coached uh, wrestling, uh, middle school wrestling. Okay. Because uh, I wrestled in high school, and uh, and that, that was probably the hardest because we had to practice every morning at 5 a.m. And that was so that was brutal because that's the only time we could get the high school gym or or the wrestling right. room. And then also coach coach baseball as well in high school. And other than that, just football. All right. Well, you're you're obviously a, a football guy. Did you do you find coaching like even though it was back when you were in, in your high school days coaching, are you able to? Take anything from those other sports or maybe how you have to – I mean, because every sport's a little bit different. After how, you, how you handle the players and just your, your approach is, is different just because of the nature of the sport. Are you able to take things from those other ones and apply it to what you do now? And I think I just coached them all the same, I, mean, I, I guess. It matter. Well, when you're coaching a little middle school kid, it's yeah, – that's a good a, point. So that really kind of – softened me a little bit i guess we should say but You're just not, trying to get really, them to the right place really, at the right time and do the right exactly. thing but that, less coaching than anything it else. was but you know what that was i really really enjoyed coaching those guys because you know a lot of them you know they didn't have parents to take them you know, to the practice and it was so early and it was fun to go pick those kids up in the morning you know have a little some donuts for them or something and then you know take them to practice and then you know then take them over to the middle school and, and let them go to school as well but it was a good time and baseball was, I mean I enjoyed it too and you know, I played baseball in high school really enjoyed it too so but had opportunities to play you know baseball in college as well but I did choose I chose the football route well I think it's probably a pretty good decision you uh, you had a very good uh, collegiate career and uh, we're glad the path has led you to where it where it is right now and and, and we sometimes have talked to folks like maybe it was the middle school school level or maybe it was in the summer coaching their kids youth team whatever the sport uh, sometimes it's just enjoyable to do that and maybe there's there's a little less pressure you still want to do well but you don't have the i mean obviously there's there's there, there's pressure the the further you go and, and 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 to win games and sometimes just a little bit more pure and that's that's enjoyable too it isn't and, you know my my kids were younger i'd right. always i always helped out whether it was football and i actually was the head coach you know for hunter's little baseball <laughs> team and i was the assistant for hayden's baseball team so you know, that kind of – things are a little different when you're mm-hmm. coaching the young ones and, you know, it's not quite as intense. And you're right. just trying to get them to learn the game of, of baseball or, or football, whatever it might be, and, and be there for them and just teach them what you can. But it, I, I've enjoyed, you know, all my years of coaching, and I'd, I'd never change it. Well, it's uh, uh, certainly uh, an interesting question. We appreciate that. Another one is about the scholarships uh, that the MIAA allows for football. So, uh, 36 in Division Two. I know the MIAA is, is a fully funded conference. There's some that aren't. And, and I think you look at Nebraska Kearney's rise – um, when they first came into the MIAA, they weren't there, and now they're they're closer to there. And you can see what a difference that makes. Yeah, it is. I mean, you got to have the 36 to even you know have a chance to compete. And I think they were at like 28 maybe when they first got into the conference, and and that and that's hard to do. Those you know those eight extra scholarships can can be a big difference in signing you know probably another 10 to 15 kids a year. So uh, you know it's being fully funded is a huge benefit to us. That you know we're able to recruit a number of kids each year and. You know, you try to sign, you know, 40 to 45 kids a year. And, you know, on that, you're probably signing 20, 25 maybe on, on some type of scholarship. And, 
at our level, scholarships aren't big. Mm-hmm. They're not huge until they actually get to towards their junior, senior year, and they, they're actually stepping on the field and making plays. It's good to ask you about that because Division One, you get a scholarship, it's it, it's everything. It's all or nothing. If you don't get one, you're walking on. A little bit different here at the Division Two level. I mean, you, you have to break them up to, to field your whole team. What's your approach? What's your philosophy on that? You know, maybe obviously with a, with a transfer or with a, with an incoming freshman. It's, you know, we, we just try to big, put the best package together we can, whether it's our sizes or some academic money, financial aid, um, um, athletic scholarship as well, and then, the amount really sometimes is based on, you know, when do we think they're going to play for us. If it's a young man that's going to, you know, probably come in as a, as a freshman or a redshirt freshman and play, sometimes there's a little bit bigger than the others. If we feel like they're a few years away, um, maybe not play until their junior year, it's probably going to be a smaller one. And then there's some kids that are walk-on kids that you don't know quite when they'll be ready. They just haven't quite matured yet. And all of a sudden, you know, like right now, I think we put five or six kids that were on walk-ons last year on money this year. So... It's just, it just depends. You know, your, college, your junior college kids usually cost you a little bit more just because they've played a couple of years and there's everybody. Everybody wants them. And, and so you got to pay a little bit more to get those guys. Well, it's funny how it, in some ways it does become a bidding war and who gets the best deal and, and who's got some, I'm sure, availability. I mean, if you got a, a roster, you got a lot of it tied up. I, I, do, I'm, do you leave some kind of in, in the back pocket over the summer months just in case somebody comes available? Yeah, I don't tell my coaches that, right? but yeah, you know, we do because they're always wanting, you know, another kid here and there, but I, I've really kind of split it up and kind of let, you know, the coach, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator kind of take, you know, control of, you know, their scholarships, and here's how many you have, you know, per year, and, and for, for the number and what positions do you need, and, and those things, so we've kind of really broken it down by position, how many each position gets, how many scholarships are on defense, how many scholarships are on offense, and uh, you know, sometimes you'll be able to negotiate a little bit of money back and forth, you know, per the head coach. But, uh, you know, just getting them more involved and, and find the guys that they truly, truly want because, you know, as a head coach, everybody's wanting to come in and sign this kid and I want this kid and this kid and just so, – and you want to get him as well, but you just you got to go with your needs first. And then, and then, But if it's a really, really good, talented player, you got to find a way to get him. So you're kind of like a CEO. I mean, you're, you're yeah. managing the money or a CFO in, in a lot of ways with that. Um, when, you're, when your coaches are out recruiting, I mean – does the offense recruit offensive players, the defense recruit defensive, or when a coach goes into a school or has a region of the state or whatever region of the country and however they go about it, are they looking for anybody in any position? How, how does that all work recruiting-wise? Yeah, it's just all regional. Um, where We send people to different places, like Coach Harris is a little part in the Wichita area, Coach Bryant's Oklahoma, um, um, Hickel's kind of the – Northwest Kansas, you know, a little bit in Oklahoma as well. Dudley's kind of Kansas City, Southeast Kansas, Iowa. So, remember McCray's, you know, Arizona, California, Florida. And so, we got all different regions. So, they just go in and, and, and find the best possible players, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, whatever it might be. And then, you know, we put them on a recruiting board and uh, get to watching them. You know, so if he's a linebacker, Coach Harris will watch him and kind of evaluate him, see where he thinks he is. Is he a gold? Is he. You know, a blue and gold's good for us. You know, that's those are the kids that we want. Blue's kind of more of a walk on. So, you know, just evaluating those kids, and then once we kind of figure out who we want to recruit, then we'll get the coordinators and the position coach involved in recruiting that kid as well. And then if he's really, really big, I'll get involved too. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it, and I kind of got my own recruiting area here in, in the you know, kind of here, and then Southwest Kansas, uh, McPherson, Salina schools, all those areas as well. And I'm imagining, especially here in Kansas, and you get in Oklahoma, and even some of the Nebraska. I'm sure you're running into the, the MIAA a lot, and it's just a, a big battle against all the other conference schools. It is. Everybody's recruiting the same person, so uh, <laughs> and that's what it seems like. And then now you got some one double A's that'll kind of come in and, and, and swoop some of those kids out of there. So everybody's about recruiting the same guys, and uh, so now it becomes kind of a, the bidding war sometimes. And you know, just getting that, trying to get that kid to visit is the most important. If you can get him to visit, you got a good chance of getting them, but. You know, some kids like to stay closer to home as well, so it just kind of depends, you know, on who that kid is and what he what he's looking for, and, and then do you have his degree as well? And is he going to get a great education? Is he going to get coached well? And is he going to be taken care of? So there's a lot that goes into it, and I'll tell you what, recruiting is, it seems like it's forever, but it's but it's worth it. And, you know, even when we have signing day in February, we're still recruiting after that. 
Well, we're getting close again to uh, when uh, the coaches, I mean, season ends and pretty much next day they're on the road and that big process begins for the next season. Again, we're live at Big Smoke Barbecue, 8th and Main in Hayes. Come on out and join us for Tiger Talk. We need to take our final break. We'll come back and we'll preview the homecoming matchup. The Washburn Ichabods come to town Saturday night and we'll have a preview next. This is Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. People from all over are raving about the food at Big Smoke Barbecue in downtown Hayes. Brisket, chicken, pulled pork, ribs. It's all so good. And Big Smoke's own dry rub is what separates them from other barbecue places. Choose your own sauce. Kansas City, Memphis, Carolina, or Texas-style sauce. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Get in early. They do sell out. This is Philip Kuhn inviting you to dine with us. Big Smoke Barbecue at 8th and Main in downtown Hayes. It's just really good barbecue. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Online at AdamsBrownCPA.com. You love living and working in Western Kansas, and so does the ever-growing team of specialists at HazeMed. We take pride in helping people and communities thrive. HazeMed is one of the best hospitals in America for patient experience and a top 20 rural hospital nationally. With our high patient satisfaction ratings and award-winning care, HazeMed is your destination for rural health because here we specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. Combos, specialties, quesadillas, nachos, enchiladas, tacos, kids' meals, burritos, sweets, sancho salads, and side orders. Plenty of stuff for you to take advantage of at the taco shop. You can also pick from this month's specials. The pork quesadilla, $4.19, Sanchez, $3.79, and the chicken soft taco, $1.99. The taco shop, 333 West 8th Street, or order through the app. Come on down to the taco shop. You never had it. You never had it so good. Dawson Brown split to the right side. Empty backfield for Fuller. There's the snap. Has time. Goes to the end zone. He's got a man open. Caught. Touchdown. Ford Hayes State. Dawson Brown. The Alabama Birmingham transfer with his first career touchdown catch. A 22-yard strike from Chance Fuller. And the Tigers are an extra point away from tying up the Lopers here in Cardi. Yeah, good to see uh Dawson make that TD catch. Starting to see him maybe feel a bit more comfortable, a little bit more involved in the offense. He made had a, had a couple of catches in the game on Saturday. Yeah, night. he's starting to come around and starting to understand it, and then getting you know doing exactly what we want him to do. And uh, you know the kid's starting to grow up and mature and understand in in our offense. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he, he's a good kid. He works hard and he's done a great job these last few weeks. We well, can see his speed and, and what he can certainly uh, lead to the to the team. So it'll be fun to watch him as the season goes along. Fort A State and Washburn Saturday night homecoming at Lewis Field, seven o'clock kick, and uh, an Ichabod team coming off a playoff appearance a year ago. Obviously high expectations, but they're kind of reeling now. They've dropped uh, uh, two out of their last three. Uh, and you look, last year they won all their close games, including an overtime game with you. They've dropped two of their three. In fact, the last three all decided by a possession or less, uh, by one possession, in fact, and they've lost two of the three. That's the MIAA. Obviously a good team, but, yeah, right now they've dropped two out of three, and they're probably feeling like uh, the, the, their season is starting to slip away unless they can turn things back around and get on a roll. So a desperate team on Saturday. Yeah, they're they're a good football team. Um, I mean, you watch us and you watch them and – very similar, you know, offensively, defensively, you know, across the board, maybe a little bit defensively, maybe a little different coverages than what we run on our defense. But then offensively, they still run the zone schemes and, and similar pass routes and those things. So it'll be an interesting matchup. I know Coach Sturgill and his his staff will have those kids ready to play. And, uh, you know, they want to get back to the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they're going to do everything they can to win this ball game. Obviously, we've talked a lot, especially earlier when, when, you know, you coming from Washburn, Coach Harris having been an assistant there coming from Washburn as well. And it's not so much, you know, what does it mean to play Washburn and all that. But you mentioned the similarities. I mean, are you still seeing Coach Shurig do the things or very similar to when you were there? And obviously, you were heavily influenced and, and, and you do some of those things here. I mean, are you still seeing 
pretty much what he did back when you were an assistant and Coach Harris was there in their team right now, or has it changed a little bit? Yeah, similarly, they still run a lot of 11 personnel and, and 12 personnel as well, and uh, play action and, you know, some zone schemes, some power schemes as well, and, you know, with the run game, but very similar. And then defensively, it's changed up a little bit, not I mean, they're still playing the four-man front, and they still play the stack defense as well. But the coverages have changed just a little bit. But pretty similar to what, when, when we were there. And, uh, you know, our offense is really Coach Bryant's offense, and it's, it's it's built around what he knows and what he understands the best. So we kind of just – I had to kind of mold to his and understand what he what he wanted to do offensively. So our, I don't know, when you look at offenses and, and, and things across the board, a lot of times you just see – you guys kind of doing the same things, just out of different formations, and uh, that's kind of just how offenses are built. Yeah. Kellen Samancic, 15 TDs, four interceptions this year. Um, uh, they, they throw the ball about as, as, you know, as well as anybody, certainly as capable as anybody in the MIAA. It'll be a big challenge for that secondary. Yeah, it will be, and we you know, got to make sure our front four gets some pressure on him, and you know, if we can do that and, and make him panic just a little bit, maybe we can get some turnovers. So hopefully that helps for us this week. And they run the ball very well also. Yes, they do. It's, they're downhill, and they're <laughs> going to get after it. And Peterson and the rest of those guys back there, they're, they're very physical runners. Well, the last two have gone to overtime. We'll find out what happens Saturday night, but it should be another fun game between the Tigers and the Ichabods. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Have a great week of practice, and uh, we'll see you Saturday at Lewis Field. Thanks, George. There you go. That's head coach Chris Brown again. The Tigers and the Ichabods, longtime rivals. 7 o'clock kick will be on the air at 6 Saturday night with our Auto World pregame on Tiger Radio Mix 103. That's going to wrap up the program today. Tiger Talk presented by Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Adams Brown, the Taco Shop, BTI, Hayes Orthopedic Institute, and of course, Big Smoke Barbecue. 8th and Main and Hayes, BigSmokeHayes.com, Big Smoke Barbecue. For Coach Brown, for Miles Menges, this is Gerard Welbrock. So long, everyone.